Hello and welcome to Living Waters Flowing, where Jesus is exalted and God is glorified. I am Nina Menace, and as always, it is a pleasure to come before you today. I hope that you're having a blessed day and I appreciate you coming by to spend time with me. So let's go ahead and just open up with prayer. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, we lift your name high because you alone, you alone are worthy of all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Father God, this is your podcast. I ask God that you take complete control. I willingly decrease and I ask that you increase and overflow out of me. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Let your word come forth with power and authority that only you can bring. And Lord, I completely allow you to speak to your people through me. I'm a vessel. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're just going to jump right into scripture. But today's topic, as you can see, is God's will versus our will. Let's go right into Matthew 26, 39. In the New Living Translation, it reads, He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. And in the, in the King James Version, it says, Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So I want us to take a look at this. Take a look at the humility and the reverence that Jesus has for the Father. As we talked about in a previous podcast, we see that Jesus is God, part of the divine trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And um, But Jesus never considered himself equal to the Father, though they were one. See, we see Jesus at the most agonizing point in his life before being betrayed into the hands of those who wanted to kill him. Now, Jesus' will, just like any one of us, was to not have to suffer severely and die. But at the same time, he knew that this was the only path that would bring salvation the gift of eternal life to the world if they receive him, Jesus, as Lord and Savior. And it was the only way for the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us believers. So ultimately, Jesus chose the will of God. Today, we're going to be talking about God's will versus our will. First thing to understand is God's will is perfect. His will encompasses as um, a much broader and complex set of facts, truths, and unknown dimensions that we would never even consider. It says in Isaiah 58, I'm sorry, 55 and 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. See, our lives are so carefully intertwine with the lives of others, those we cross paths with, those we work with, go to school with, those we become friends with, what family that we're born into, 
Yes, our very bloodline has purpose. Our acquaintances are for a reason. And even the seasonal connections that we have throughout our lives, they have a specific purpose. And only God knows how all of these pieces of the puzzle fit and what all of it means within our journey. Now, this shows God's um, omniscience. To be omniscient is to be all-knowing. And how intentional God is about his plan for our lives. We can trust that God's will is what's best even when we don't understand the process. Now, where are my bakers out there? Where are my people that like to bake? I mean, everything, cookies, pies, cakes, all that. Where, where are you at? <laughs> well, I'm about to make all of us hungry right now, okay? So how many of you have made homemade yeast rolls? It's not a quick process, right? It's not like going out buying some brown and serve rolls from your local grocery store, just popping them in the oven, right? There is a process to it all. And I'm not going to go into all the the ingredients, you know, that's what Google's for. But the main ingredient and the most important ingredient is yeast. So to make these delicious melt in your mouth, good. You have to let the batch of ingredients rise in a warm spot covered. Come on in the kitchen. Covered. Somebody say that with me covered. Then you have to work with it some more and then cover it up again. And let it rise again. Now, this happens a couple times before these rolls ever make it to the oven. But notice how with each turn, with each after it's being worked on, how it's being worked in the hands of the of the maker. Y'all hear what I'm where I'm going with this. After it's been worked on. It's carefully covered so that it can go through the what the process. The process and the time it takes to rise to what makes it amazing, to what makes the rolls taste delicious. And you can't rush the process or it will not turn out as good as you wished. Right? So this is the same for our lives. God has a plan for our lives and his will is what makes the plan perfect. But it's up to us to do things according to his will to experience his perfect will being carried out in our lives. And at the same time, he is covering us. He is keeping us along the way. He's working on us. Amen. And covering us, keeping us in that secret place. Amen. So if we rush things by doing our will instead, it may turn out okay. It may turn out all right, but it won't be the best that God wants us to have, which is always better. Always better. 
In Ephesians 3 and 20, it reads, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now that power works within us. The power that's working within us is the Holy Spirit. And he does the express will of the Father, Jehovah God. And he reminds us of what Jesus, our ultimate example, our Savior, our King. He reminds us of what he has done and what he has said. See, our will is limited to what we know, to what we believe is right for us what we feel we deserve, what we feel is enough to make it, what we're comfortable with, what we feel we are capable of doing or having on our own, what we believe that we can accomplish in our own strength or with a little help. See, some of us may not be used to having much, so we are satisfied with just the bare minimum. Now, how many have, you know, came up just, you know, in, in a home that was filled with poverty and just kind of trying to, you know, make things happen and put things together to make it enough? And God bless our parents, our grandparents for always being there to stretch that dollar, to stretch the food, and we've come up with, uh, some of us have come up with a poverty mentality that has bled over into our adult lives. So we kind of have that preconceived notion. But God has a plan that far outweighs our preconceived notions. It says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, I love the scripture, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God, isn't it amazing to know that God has a plan to prosper us? God actually has a plan that he has been working throughout our lives that leads us to prosperity. His will is going to lead us to a blessed and impactful life for the kingdom of God and for those around us, we won't live a life struggling, but one of hope and a future that is greater than the life that we've experienced. Now, I don't know about you, but this brings me peace and it fuels my faith even more. That's why I love that scripture. This makes me trust God even more. And I'm excited to know what God is, has in store for me. What about you? It's like when you read that scripture, it's like, wow, okay, you have plans for me. You want to give me a hope and you've given me a future? Oh my God, what is it? I'm nosy. I want to know what it is, right? <laughs> now, I would be remiss to talk about, not to talk about the other reality of God's will. See, we saw in God's word that his thoughts are not our thoughts. 
and have established that God's will is better for our lives. But God's will can be, a ch be challenging to our flesh. Now, let's keep it real. Because what if the things the Holy Spirit is convicting our heart about, we chose to ignore and pursue our own will instead? Or what if God's will is for us to wait for his best as it relates to a love relationship, but we choose to stay with the one who we picked because our flesh is comfortable with them? Now, let's keep it real. We know that, that that ain't the one. But because we know them, we trust them, they're familiar. We stay with them. Or what if God's will is to prosper us in the use of our gifts and talents that he gave us? But our will is to stay in our comfort zone, working in a, a nine to five job that brings us more stress then pay. Amen. I know. So when the real what the reality is, God won't force us to do anything. He won't. The Holy Spirit is gentle and kind. He will attempt to lead and guide us, but if we choose not to go that direction, there is no pressure to do what God to do the will of God. It's not. But you will get gentle nudges from the Holy Spirit from time to time. God has always placed it in my heart. I'm just sharing something with you. He's always put it in my heart to write books. I've always loved to write. I've been writing poems, short stories, all types of things all my life since I was a little girl. And I have, have them written and they're stored. However, as the years went by, my life became consumed with obligations, working, um, alternative pursuits became more important than writing a book. So it took a back seat to work, to uh, church, other things that I was doing in life. Now, can you think of anything that you're passionate or that you were passionate about? But now it's like an afterthought. Because your your life took on a whole different path. And you never even look back to the thing that gave you so much joy in doing. That you were passionate about. Is it singing? Is it writing? Is it um, creating art? Is it, um, are you a mus musician and you, your heart was so wrapped up in your, in your instrument and producing these sounds that only you can make with those instruments and you put it aside because life was calling you in a different direction, right? So I believe today God is reminding all of us all of us, that his will is better. His way is paved with greater opportunities, true fulfillment, lasting love, prosperity, and wealth. Not only money, 
but in relationships with favor, with influence and grace. When we believe that God's will is what's best for our lives, we start taking on a whole different perspective in life. We trust God for real. And we let the Holy Spirit have his way. What we say and do, they start to align with the word of God. Knowing that all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. The second Timothy three and 16. We start having the mind of Christ. Because Jesus said in John 4, 31 through 34. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Matthew 6 and 10 reads, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 7 and 21 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. So our prayer today is Psalms 143 and 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Let's continue to pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for speaking to the heart, mind, and spirit of all of us reminding us that your will is always better. Your will is best. Lord, you created us. It's in you that we live, move, and have our being. You knitted us together in our mother's womb. You know the gifts and talents that you've placed inside of us. You know the anointing that you have upon our lives. Lord, you know the path that you have created for us before we even hit Earth's surface. So, Lord, we trust you. We trust you knowing that you have all things working together for our good. Because we love you, God, and we know that we're called according to your purpose. Lord, we submit right now to your will. Not our will, but your will be done. We know that we're limited in what we know and what we see and hear. We are led a lot of times by our senses. But Lord, you know what's best for us. You know the plans you have for us to prosper us, to give us hope in a future. So, Lord, we surrender to your will. We surrender to your way. Not because, only because it's better. Not only because it will prosper our lives and cause us to be a blessing 
in every area of our life. Not only for the kingdom of God to be advanced, but Lord, we choose your will because we love you and we trust you. Lord God, we thank you for your word today. We surrender to your will. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, for those of you who do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus is here right now. And to those who used to walk with God and are now feeling the love of God wooing you back to him, that's the Holy Spirit. Jesus has never left you. He's right there. See, God wants a relationship with you and to show you who he is and show you who you are in him. It says in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So here is some language to help express what you are believing in your heart to God. Repeat after me. Jesus, I need you. I humbly come before you now. I'm tired of doing things my way. Help me to live for you and do things your way. I believe that you died and you rose from the dead just so that I can be free. I repent of all my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. Feel this emptiness inside of me with your Holy Spirit. I surrender my life to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, everybody, give God praise for all that he has done and all that he's going to do. To those of you who've given your life to God today, to Jesus, this is the best decision that you've ever made. I suggest that you find a good Bible-based church, um, that you take some time in the word of God today and uh, every day. And also commit yourself to prayer. And prayer is just talking to God. Just taking time to just talk to him like you would talk to your best friend. Talk to him and make your relationship with him a priority. And to those of you who have given their lives back to Jesus, welcome back to the fam. I mean, welcome back to the family. And we would love to hear from all of you and send you a love gift for your journey. So email us at livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com with the subject line, Jesus is Lord. You could use the same email for prayer requests, comments, or testimonies. We would love to hear from you. So let's keep this conversation going in our Facebook group. Search Living Waters Flowing with Nina. And then click join to follow us and stay connected. And also we have a YouTube channel. And a lot of you are actually watching me from YouTube. God bless you. Our community is growing and I love that. 
So uh, we also have podcasts that are on Spotify. And so what I do is I put our podcasts on Facebook um, and then also our social media contents with encouraging words, words of wisdom, moments with Jesus, scriptures, um, all type of motivational videos. So feel free to come and join and just stay encouraged. That's what we plan to do. That's what we want to do. We want to always keep you encouraged and motivated in life. Also, women of God, I cordially invite you to join our Facebook group, which is Queens of God, and it's going to have the Queen's crown in in the beginning of Queens. And we would love to have you. We we, uh, are a dedicated group of women of God who just enjoy each other. We encourage each other. We uplift and empower Uh, We pray together. We laugh together. It is just a beautiful community, and I would love for you to come and be a part. So I love each and every one of you. And until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.